The ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network rolls on with our tour of West Coast Conference coaches, where we catch up with them after they've had a chance to take a deep breath, relook at their rosters, kind of put together their focus for the upcoming season. Today's guest from LMU, head coach Stan Johnson. Coach, thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, Dan. Pleasure to be here. Hey, give us something that you focus on when the season is over. What, what are maybe the two or three big takeaways that you want to really look at for your team and your program to improve upon for the upcoming season? Well, I mean, I, like everybody else, the, the number one thing is recruiting, you know, and the way the portal works now, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, it, it's really lengthened your, your season. Uh, you know, in basketball, there, there was really, there's really no season. But now, I mean, that's really true. I mean, we had a stretch there where we, I think it was seven straight weeks, if not more, of official visits. Uh, so the last two weekends have been the first two weekends I've had off really since the season. Uh, so, uh, and obviously that's important. You, you got to have the right players to, to improve. That's a big component of it. And the second thing we do here, you know, I go through everybody, all our kids, uh, uh, each player and we come up with what I call a DOC defense offense culture game plan you know three areas three things in those areas that each guy has to improve on uh, defensively offensively culture standpoint and then there's an academic weight room part so I just got done with that last week and uh, then I started the DOC for our team you know three things we got to get better at defensively offensively I'm actually I just took a break from that to talk to you so that's that's what I do is, um, you know, you, you got to get the right guys and then you got to break down the things that you've done and, you know, what can we change? What can we add? What can we do better? And why didn't we do those things better? So that's kind of my process. So seven straight weeks of recruits on campus. I know Coach Few likes to get away and fish. We had Leonard Perry Jr. at Pacific on a few weeks back. I asked him a similar question I'm about to ask you. And he said music festivals with his family. When you get a chance to get away and get your mind outside of basketball, what do you like to do? What, what brings you kind of relaxation? Well, I, I, I need to learn how to get away. That's, that, that's the first thing. I, um, but for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's hanging with the fam. Um, you know, we, we'll, we'll take some trips, you know, some family trips. And you know, it's, it's mostly spending time with my family, you know, during the year, you don't get the chance. I have kids that are growing. I, I, I miss a lot of my son's basketball games, my daughter's dance competitions and things like that. So having a chance to see my little guy play flag football, having a chance to see my middle kid play basketball, go to my daughter's competition, go to their practices. And just being present for me is the biggest thing, you know, being around them and, and trying to put some, some stuff back in the emotional piggy bank for for my entire family is important. You know, this this year we're going to take our team to Greece and, and uh, Italy in August. So um, we're going to take all the families and all that. So that'll be a great getaway for everybody. And, you know, hopefully a way to to, to, to recharge and, and uh, you know, learn some new things as well. So for our listeners that don't understand or know what the difference between an official visit and an unofficial visit is, can you kind of share with us a little bit about what LMU and the coaching staff does with prospective student athletes when they're on campus in those two settings? 
Yeah, well, we've had to learn a lot about it because, you know, my first two years, this is the first time we've been able to have official visits and to, to really recruit how we want to recruit. So, uh, you know, the biggest difference between an unofficial and an official is, you know, official visit, we can, we can pay for everything. We can fly the family in, uh, you know, dinners and, you know, all that is, is covered by the school. Uh, unofficial visit, the prospect and the family come, come up alone. And usually they'll do that, you know, that's probably a, a one day, a few hours deal. Uh, where an official visit most of the time it's in a 48 hour window uh, where we entertain them and try to educate them on who we are. So for us, it's what we're trying to build, you know, uh, trying to introduce them to some of the major uh, people on campus, whether it's the president, the AD, um, you know, obviously getting a great understanding of, of what a degree from Loyola Marymount would mean. And, and then from a basketball standpoint, having them really, get to know our guys. I think the more you can get recruits around your players, the one, you know, Dan, you played. The one thing I always say to parents and players, players don't lie. Like if you want to know about a coach or you want to know about a program, just spend time with the kids. They're going to tell you, you know? So for me, it's big for them to, to get that time with our guys. So they understand what they're getting into. You mentioned you're taking your program on a overseas trip, Greece and Italy. I think that's awesome. Uh, I don't think enough college teams take advantage of that. I know they haven't been able to with COVID the last few summers, but how did that come about? Is that something you, you've been a part with of teams when you were an assistant or when you took over a program, you wanted to do one of those on your own? And then who do you play when you're over there? Yeah, both of those. You know, I, I've been very fortunate when I was at Drake. As an assistant, we went to Australia. When I was at uh, Arizona State, we went to China, Marquette. We went to, to Italy um, one year. And, and then at Marquette, we went to Paris and, and uh, Spain. You know, so uh, those things are so beneficial. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times a lot of these kids, they don't have an opportunity outside of college. That, that may be the, the last time they get a chance to see the world or is a chance to see different cultures. And, and, and it's very educational that way. And also it gives you a great perspective of what you have, you know? So I think there's so many things involved with that. And then a chance to, to really bond and grow as a team and uh, to see what you got against some, some pretty high level teams, if, if you're fortunate enough. So for us, you know, the, the timing of it is perfect because we have five, you know, new key players coming into our program with eight returners. And this is a good chance to blend our group uh, for them, especially our new guys to, to, to see who I am, how we coach, how their teammates play so that, you know, when we get going in um, November, it doesn't take you three, four, five games to kind of get acclimated. You've kind of got that under your belt, you know, so we'll, we'll play uh, three professional teams over there. We'll play, uh, one in, in Italy and, and two in Greece, you know, so three high-level teams and and we'll see how it goes. As you know, sometimes you go over there, the rule changes and all that, you got to get used to that. You ain't getting any calls and, and the, the game is a little different how it's played. So that's always fun to, to see the players have to adapt to that. Yeah, the, the game is definitely played differently. I had two short stints in, in Europe and I remember one of my first uh, games when I was in Germany, I think I got called for five travels uh, because of the, the way they call footwork a little bit differently. You have to put the ball, the ball has to hit the floor 
before you pick up your pivot foot. And it took me a number of practices to kind of adjust to that. When you look at some of those minor details, how do you coach through that with a group? Because obviously you want to win. uh, And so you can't have those kind of turnovers, but you're also mostly looking big picture stuff, I would imagine, right? Yeah, for me, it's all big picture. There's, you know, like I said, there's some things offensively, defensively, we want to get better at that I thought we were poor at. uh, And that's all I'm going to focus on this summer. And when we go over that, we're going to focus on, you know, the travels and those things, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get used to that, but it's, are we doing the things that we we've worked on for the couple of months leading up there? That'll be our, our focus. And, and uh, you know, again, a big part of it too is the bonding piece, making sure that when we come back, we're a much closer group than we were when we went there. I've heard this from a number of coaches who've done the overseas trips that the basketball is important, but the bonding, like you just touched on might be more important. What are some of the things that you guys are hoping to do while you're in Italy and Greece and what parts of each country you're going to? Yeah, I haven't looked at the, the whole itinerary yet. You know, for example, when we go to, to uh, Italy, we'll spend time in the Vatican, you know, which will be such a great experience uh, for our program and our guys. Uh, you know, in Greece, there, there's going to be a day where we get on the catamaran and, you know, there, I think, you know, it's this great boat, you know, they've got a bunch of beds and benches and, you know, they're cooking on their music and you're jumping in the water. So it's, it's a combination of all those things, some fun, some education, a lot of sightseeing, um, you know, those types of things. I mean, you know, I know our kids are looking forward to going to the Coliseum, uh, you know, so there's so many things that uh, and experiences that you're going to share uh, that that hopefully draws you closer and, and, and gives you a, a better perspective of what you have when you come back. Eight returning players, uh, five newcomers. You've got one big player that you have to re- kind of replace. Eli Scott did so many things for LMU basketball over the last uh, few years how do you kind of replace the production that, that you're going to be missing from him? Well, I think that'll be collectively. Obviously, Eli was a great player for us. You know, he, he got the ball a lot, especially offensively. He was a very good post-up player, got to the free throw line. Uh, and we're going to be different. You know, our, our team will be much different. Uh, I think we're going to be a lot more skilled than we have been, a lot bigger than we have been uh, in terms of size. Uh, this is on paper as, as good a shooting team as we've had since I've been here, you know, so now, you know, I think the ball, ball movement, people movement, um, that's going to be a little different, you know, where, you know, every night could be a different guy. And, and that's the hope. Obviously I haven't been with our group yet, but, you know, we had to improve our size and athleticism. We need to improve our skill and we need to improve our shooting. And hopefully those things will help uh, supplement for the loss of Eli. WCC had a banner year a season ago, three teams in NCAA tournament, Santa Clara and BYU were kind of flirting on the edge. You guys had some struggles, but it was because of injuries, because it was a couple of inopportune pauses due to COVID. When you look at the league last year, and then it also the outlook for this year, uh, I, what do you see? Because I see a, a league that keeps getting better. Yeah, I think it's getting better. You know, I think people expected to take a step backwards. I don't, I don't see that. You know, it, it's funny now, especially with the portal and transfers, and uh, you can get better quick, and you can get good quick, and you can go from the outhouse to the to the penthouse 
you know, within months. And I, I think what you're seeing in our league, I think people are recruiting at a high level. I expect our league to be just as good um, as it has been, if not better. You know, the, the coaches continue to get better. The players get better. The recruiting's getting better. I think everything's getting better. Uh, and I think last year is kind of a indicator of what the future is going to look like. I don't, I don't think that was uh, one off, you know, having three teams. And the margin of error in our league is, is so small. And, uh, you know, so I, I, think, I think the league's going to continue to improve, uh, you know, as we move forward. With improvement of the league and, and trying to build the resume of a program, you have to schedule properly. And that's get teams that might be viewed as quad one or quad two wins or opportunities so that if you're on the, the kind of cusp of making a tournament, you can kind of really rely and lean on those. How does how do you go and your staff go about building your non-conference? Well, just just that, you know, uh, you know, last year we played the hardest schedule that the program had played in 30 years non-conference wise I think this year will be pretty much you know right back in terms of that same type of schedule uh and like you said there's a formula you know you want to try to play as many quad ones quad two games um you know you want to stay away from hard quad threes and if you're going to do that you're better off playing quad fours so there's you got to figure that path out but that being said there are some teams historically there are quad four games that you know, they're coming off an NCAA tournament. They're good. So you, you got to be smart in, in who you're scheduling, the, the, the style of play, when you're playing that team. Um, you know, for example, you know, the, the one thing for us, we, you know, we've got to, we, we've got to take care of business and, and, and win, you know, some of those games that, that you're supposed to win or have a chance to win. And, and last year, you know, we, it just didn't happen. You know, and that, that started with our first game at home against a, a really, really good opponent uh, like Chattanooga, you know, which we knew we were going to have to uh, be our best. And, you know, we, we, they, they came here and got us. And, you know, those things, sometimes they set the tone for your season. You know, so you've got to schedule, schedule correctly. And, and then when you do that, you got to take advantage of those opportunities. You mentioned you're going on a preseason trip overseas the scheduling factor of finding that mix of teams, uh, balance of recruiting. When you have a recruit on campus, what type of facility upgrades can they expect to see at LMU? Because I know we had talked in the past and, and you felt like you had some projects that are up in the works that are really going to kind of uh, help your program kind of look next level so you get to the next level. Yeah. Well, I think that's been a, a great part. You know, again, we have not been able to really show our place off. And this was the first time we had a chance to, okay, how are our guys going to kind of react to what we have? You know, when you have five scholarships available at this level, I mean, you better have, you know, 20 guys plus that you're recruiting that are good enough because, it, you know, if you go one for three, you know, you're doing pretty good. And uh, I think we had seven visits and we got five guys. You know, and that that speaks to some of the things that have been done up here, done here from, you know, our practice facility, our, our our weight room. What's the remodeling of some of the things happening in Gersten? You know, where our guys live is, is is different. You know, where they live is unbelievable. You know, so those you know, especially with transfers, they want to know, hey, how many minutes am I playing? Where am I going to live? You know, and who am I living with? 
you know, do I have a share of room and all those things? So I think, you know, there's been so many things done here within the last 25, 26 months to improve where our guys live, the facilities, and we've got some other things still in works um, that, you know, COVID has pushed back some major projects. So hopefully within the next year, that'll be done. So we've got some good things going on uh, from a facility standpoint. And again, where we live, if you can match the facilities with the location, uh, and the, the type of school we have, uh, you know, I believe we got a lot to sell. When you're, when you're looking at an upcoming opponent, uh, what does your eye gravitate to? Is it their, their defensive, uh, principles? So how you could maybe exploit something there? Is it, uh, something you want to do defensively against their strengths offensively? How do you watch film? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's everything, you know, you know, we, I try to get to the meat, meat and potatoes of things. And uh, there's a company that we use called HDI that helps us, um, you know, from an analytic standpoint of really trying to find out who somebody is, you know, because my eye may see one thing and the numbers may say, see something different. So it, it's, it's using the eye tests and, 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 and then adding the numbers with that to figure out, okay, what does this team do and, and what are we willing to live with? And that's the big thing for me. What are we willing to live with in this game? You know, so what are we taking away from it? So our guys have complete clarity. You know, I'll give you an example. Let's just go from a personnel standpoint. You know, you got a guy's a driver or he, he's a shooter. You got to find one way. How are we playing this guy? You know, so if, if we're playing him as a driver and we're made close out short and he makes four threes in the game, you know what? We have to live with that a little bit. Obviously, we're going to adjust a little bit, but – I don't want to create confusion for our guys. You know, if he's a shooter and all of a sudden he's at the rim and he's made three or four or five shots at the rim, that's something I want to live with. You know, if a team's an elite three-point shooting team and they beat us with a bunch of non-paint twos because that's the game plan, then we'll live with that. So I think it's what is it that they do? What are the two or three things they do really well offensively and defensively? How are we going to take that away from them? And what are we willing to live with? You know, and that's kind of how I, I kind of watch film. Well, the NBA Finals will already have two games when we release this conversation. Uh, I personally think the Warriors are going to win, although I'm pulling for the Celtics because I've got a, a number of friends who are on the coaching staff there. Who's your prediction, Warriors or Celtics? That's a tough one, you know, uh, but I, I, I'm going to go with the Celtics. And, and not that, you know, I, they're going to have a hard time, obviously, because Golden State puts so much pressure on you, you know, especially with scoring the ball. Um, but I think Boston, you know, offensively is talented. And I think, you know, Brown and, and Tatum are playing at a really high level right now. So I, I, I like those guys. I think they're going to find a way to sneak it out. Plus, they've been so great on the road. And in the playoffs, you got to find a way to win on the road. They've been able to do that. They've taken coaching extremely well with first-year head coach Ime Udoka, and that's something you obviously uh, need your guys for buy-in. How much NBA highlights or philosophies do you try to implement with your guys, knowing that many of them probably have aspirations to, to play at that level? I mean, we I try to take as much as possible. And obviously there's some things that don't transfer, but, you know, terminology – uh, the, the spacing uh, from an offensive standpoint uh, in the NBA. And then, you know, a lot of the defensive concepts, uh, you know, I try to steal. 
Uh, I think those coaches are, are elite. Uh, and it's, it, again, like you said, it's so many of these kids want to play at that level. So it's, it's being able to, to show them what a pro does, how they function in the NBA, but then stealing some things that, you know, make sense for us. But I, we, 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 we use a lot of the NBA stuff here. Well, coach, I really appreciate the time. Uh, it's always great to connect. I know uh, I'm looking forward to calling some of the LMU games uh, next season. Uh, get some relaxation. Keep getting that program back on track because, uh, you know, I think the league continues to improve and it's fun to watch teams such as yours play who uh, play kind of positionless and really share the ball and help each other. So thanks again for joining the ISO. Appreciate it, man.